Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino. Oh my God, it feels like Christmas morning. We finally got the boat trip episode. Oh my God. I've been waiting a lifetime for a moment like this, just like Kelly Clarkson sang to us um, so peacefully years ago. <laughs> I thought it delivered. Of course, we didn't get as much footage as I would have hoped of the actual boat trip, but I still thought it was fantastic tension, dramatic tension. There was drama, there was laughs, there was action, set pieces. It was so, so good. So we're going to talk with Lauren Zima, who you guys know from Entertainment Tonight. She's also a huge Housewives fan. She's going to come out and we're going to break down the episode scene by scene. Because this episode warrants that. This episode, I mean, we literally had Luann's jinx moment at the end of the episode where she said she shit the bed and left it. I left them the ultimate gifts. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, Luann. Oh, God, what, in the toilet, you mean? No, on the bed. Oh, as they were as they were leaving Cartagena, Luann admitted on a microphone that she shit the bed. And, you know, if that's not worthy of a scene-by-scene analysis, then I don't know what is. <laughs> so before we bring out Lauren, I just want to say we are Whitney-less today, so unfortunately Whitney had another gig. She couldn't be here, but Lauren and I are going to break down the episode. And before we do, I have to mention one thing that happened to me this week that was very triggering that I want to share as a cautionary tale. So you guys know, you guys know I love newlyweds and uh, Joe Simpson is always on my brain. He's always in the back of my head, just like waiting to crop up. And I was in CVS recently and I was waiting in line behind this straight couple that they were, they were one of those couples that was doing PDA in front of me, which normally makes me uncomfortable. You know, when people are waiting in line and they're like wrapped in each other's arms and it's really gross. Well, they were doing that, but they were also having a conversation about Joe Simpson. And so I'm listening, of course I'm eavesdropping as one does in line at CVS. And I was hearing them talk about Joe Simpson. And I usually consider myself an expert on Joe Simpson. You know, like, I I know about him. Of course, we all know Joe from Newlyweds. He was the mastermind behind that show, uh, Nick and Jessica. And he also produced the Ashley Simpson show. And they were talking about him in reference to baseball. And I was, like, so confused. I'm thinking, did I miss a shift in Joe Simpson's life? Like, I thought maybe I missed you know, one of his transitions. Because, of course, years ago, he transitioned from this family dad manager to this man who is very (laughs) fashion-forward. I don't know if fashion-forward is the right word. But he was definitely um, fashion-something. Fashion-shocking fashion. A shock-jock of fashion. Anyway, and he did, like, a new hairstyle, and he was photographing, like, young male models. Remember, he was on Vanderpump Rules photographing Tom Sandoval. I mean, he went through a shocking shift, from the newlyweds days. And so I thought maybe I just missed something. Like maybe he got into sports somehow. And I thought that's what they were talking because they were talking as if it was breaking news. Something happened with Joe Simpson. So I'm listening, listening. Of course I decided to jump in because I think they're talking about my newlyweds patriarch. (laughs) And so I jump in and I was like, Oh my God, I just watched, I just rewatched newlyweds. You know, I'm like bragging to these people as they're like wrapped in each other's arms, you know, entangled into each other. I'm like, Oh my God, I just rewatched newlyweds. You guys, it's so good. And then I was shamed like I've never been shamed before. The 
the female that was wrapped in the, her lover's arms, she said, no, she said, we're talking about Joe Simpson, the sports broadcaster, not Joe Simpson, Jessica and Ashley's dad. And I've never been more shamed. And that includes the time that my housekeeper found gay porn and Miss Piggy's version of Santa Baby on my computer. So I mean, I was so ashamed. This girl, she literally acted like she was, she just shamed me right then and there. She just said, uh, actually, we're talking about a sports broadcaster. And I'm like, well, you know what? I'm talking about Joe Simpson of Newlyweds fame. So back up, girl. Like she was just so nasty and so rude. So nasty and so rude. In the words of Nene Leakes. But I just want to warn you guys that apparently, allegedly, there's another Joe Simpson out there parading around and making headlines. And you know what? It makes me sad because I want the other Joe Simpson making headlines. I don't want this new one taking the fame away. <laughs> I want I want the original Joe back in the spotlight. So I just want to warn you guys, apparently there's someone else masquerading around town who's a little bit famous and I don't, I you know, I, I won't stand for it. So um, I want to talk about New York. Let's bring Lauren Zima out here. Uh, she is fantastic and she's beautiful and she's waiting in the wings. So I'm so excited to bring her out and talk all things Roni. All right, let's bring Lauren out here. You guys, I'm here with Lauren Zima. Oh my God, I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited I'm here. Thank you for having me. We have been tweeting and then we finally met at the best place I've ever met someone (laughs) in real life. Countess and friends here in LA. What a moment to meet each other in person. Oh my God, I know, Lauren. That night I I told this story a million times, but I got so drunk that night. But it was so nice to see you. You were with another friend of the show, Leslie Grossman. Yes. Bryce Bryce Sander Sander. from ET as well. It was just such a night for people with real passions to come together. (laughs) And we all came together. And all my bookings come from that show. It's like everyone... (laughs) Like, come on the podcast. That show set you up. You're scheduled for the next year. I love it. What a night, though. What a night, though. And so you, of course, are a reporter for Entertainment Tonight. Mm -hmm. How long have you been doing Entertainment Tonight? I've been there for about three and a half years, and I love it so much, and I'm addicted to my job. Right. And you do a lot of, I mean, you do all sorts of pop culture stuff, but Mm -hmm. you're known for being a Bachelor expert, right? I do a lot of Bachelor coverage, and there is so much to cover. We have Bravo, and then Bachelor Nation in itself is an entire world full of lore and history. Right. I want you to sort of sell me on it later. So we're going to talk about that later, but we have to get to this episode. Oh my God. Ah! (laughs) I am deeply shaken. (laughs) It was, it was the episode we've all been waiting for, right? Like this boat trip from hell. I feel like we've been theorizing about it endlessly online and we've been waiting for it. We've seen little bits and previews of it. Little photos of Ramona in a wheelchair. (laughs) (laughs) The Cartagena trip has just been endlessly fascinating. I mean, last week with that dinner party with Dorinda. Mm. We came off that dinner party where Dorinda had just had the makeup smeared like the Joker and she was smoking a cig. And like, that's where we last left off. Um, and then, uh, you know, we opened this episode and I was just so, I was so thrilled before we even got to anything. Right. I was like, oh my God, we came off this iconic episode and now we're going to get to the boat trip. Yes. What I loved was that we opened this episode with, they had talked about the old guard and we opened the episode with the old guard, Bethany and Sonia and Ramona at breakfast. And I could not believe how quickly things spiraled. (laughs) (laughs) They're tired. They're tired. They need a minute. Uh, They need a coffee, but no, no, no. I'm always fascinated by these trips. How it's like these women drink so much and like, I can't drink like that anymore. I mean, they're much older than I am. And it's like the amount that they can consume and then film the next day. Like I would be under the covers. I'd be like, 
fuck you guys. Like I'm not filming the rest of the week. I always think of the 10,000 hour rule with them. Like, you know how they say you get perfect at something if you've practiced, like they've just been practicing this <laughs> yeah, for so true. long. It's true. I guess your tolerance just goes yeah, up. Don't be hard up. on yourself. They've, they work at it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we open at breakfast and there's a lot of close-ups on the food. Um, and, and I think that's because we're, we're going to see something to come, which I mean, we watched the episode, so we know there's like some food issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I noticed throughout this whole trip, there's like a lot of food focus, which always when they go to dinner, we always get them ordering. Like they leave that in. Yeah. But this episode and the episode before, it's like there's a lot of close ups of food. So it was like I knew that some food poisoning was coming. <laughs> Interesting. I have a theory on that <gasps> only for this, which is that the house is garbage. And so yeah. <laughs> they don't have a lot of beautiful bathrooms or beautiful bedding to look at. We know that the floor is dirty. So in order to make it seem very vacation y and exotic, they just got to keep zooming in on paella and <laughs> empanadas. I mean, would you stay in that house? I wouldn't want to, especially not if I was on TV. I have to say, I agreed with Bethany when she said, when you go on vacation, when they went to Mexico, you walk out, you see the water. But I will say that I'm glad they've been trapped in this house because it's really given us the drama. (laughs) It has given us everything. You are so right. It's like, I don't, I would be upset if I was Bethany too, because it's like, we're filming for a reality show, which we know the purpose of a vacation on a reality show is supposed to be that lifestyle porn, right? It's like to showcase a place that, an exotic location that other people can't get to. So arriving at that house, it's like, eh, I don't know. They're trapped in the city amongst these cobblestone streets. Yes. yes. You know, what was also very sad to me was that, you know, we opened on this breakfast and there was just that big heart from Tinsley's Scott, just in the background. It was like the saddest sight. Because it does look like a funeral arrangement. Luann was right. (laughs) And the letters aren't even very even and they're sort of off and the proportions are wrong. Tinsley's reaction to that, which would you say you would want to watch more or less her crying over the eggs or her reaction to that flower or when Scott oh surprised god. her. Oh my god, I want to watch them all equally. <laughs> I, I, I love Tinsley, what she's giving us this season. I think it's like very fun. She's fresh and she's like uh, uh, the right amount of crazy. Like I don't feel like she's over... I think she is like a little nuts, right? Yeah. But I don't think she's overboard territory, right? It's nuttier than we are. I love... <laughs> yes, I think it's embodied in her looks like they're just a little off you know like why did she come to breakfast without pants or a dress on why was she wearing a smoky (laughs) eye first thing in the morning and it's just a little bit nuts like the suit is cute the outfit's cute it's maybe a little bit wrong for this time of day as Luann said quote can we just get to the island (laughs) (laughs) I know so let's just go back so they're at this breakfast and um Ramona says, now it's all coming back to me, all the highs and lows from last night. And Mm -hmm. she's trying to sort of stir the pot. And then, uh, you know, the other girls start to file and Tinsley comes, Carol gets there. um, And then Luann is saying, does she remember? Does Dorinda remember what she said to me last night? And I was just thinking, I don't think she does. I was going to (laughs) ask. There's no way. I don't think Dorinda Especially because Luann pushed her on it. And that was very near to when she walked away. Yes. But you could so see the very real pain between the two of them. I mean, I think that Dorinda was there for Luann more than we even know because we didn't see her calling and I guess, you know, lighting a candle at church and all those things. So (laughs) I do think she was really there for Luann. And so even though the things she said were mean, I think that she just felt she didn't, I saw the pain on both sides. Right, right, right. Are you siding with one person? You know, I I, I normally side with Dorinda on most things, but and I don't think she was completely off base, but I think she just went, she goes too hard when she gets like that. And I agree that she shouldn't, no one should get like that when they're drunk. It's like, maybe you shouldn't drink then if you're going to get that aggressive when you're drunk. Mm-hmm. And it just happened one too many times where it's like, oh, Dorinda, it's not a good look on you. Well, and you know what the problem with Luann's approach was? 
you're not going to get anywhere when someone is, quote, starting to turn. Right. For her to say, Dorinda, you're starting to turn. What did she think Dorinda was going to do? Say, oh, you're right. I'm going to put this drink right down. That wasn't going to happen. Ramona had it right. She's like, just leave her alone. Mm-hmm. Like, let her be. Is it not insane to you how right Ramona has been in recent episodes? Uh, Lauren, you you are preaching to the converted. I love, <laughs> I love Ramona so much. And so I'm just so happy that she's on the right side of history throughout this season. Like, she's been doing mm. well. She's ensuring her spot for next season. Like, I'm just so happy with Ramona's performance this entire season. It, I think she's uh, funny. She's gotten in the drama enough, but she's sort of stayed out of it enough. And, uh, you know, I, I always say I want her on my TV for the rest of time. And so I always worry every season. I'm like, is she going to go overboard? Cause she's been close. Oh, I mean, she is, as she says, ageless and she is timeless. And I want her on my television. I never thought I would see this side of Ramona truly. And I was okay with the other sides of Ramona right, with the angry phone calls with Bethany, all that, uh. but she has just been so playful <laughs> and she has been right. I mean, yes, you should tell someone if you have a serious fish allergy. Yeah. Yeah. Also at this breakfast, did you catch the hashtag conversation between Lou and the rest of the girls where, <laughs> Oh my God. Speaking of our show, she, Lou said it was her hashtag. How do you feel about her being upset when people use the countess thing against her. I think if you're going to call yourself countess, you have to be ready for people to throw back at you. Right. A hundred percent. It's like, if you want this to be your stage name, that's like, then people are going to give you shit about it. I, I loved how Carol said, she's like, Lou was talking about how queen Latifah's not a queen and lady Gaga's not a la- lady. And then Carol just quietly said, well, those are their stage names. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, Luann like has taken to the stage. Yeah, she's taken to the stage now. And so it is part of her. And I think people are allowed to give her shit about it. Um, so I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so then Dorinda just walks in. And at first, <laughs> Dorinda walks in and sort of nothing happened, right? Like she kind of has, she strolls on in and it's like, you could see on her face, she's just like happy. She's like, oh, let's get some breakfast. And then she does what Dorinda does best, which is go from zero to 60. Like Luann sort of says one little thing like uh, to Dorinda about what she said last night. And then Dorinda just goes to 60. <laughs> to 120. 120. That skills at the top of her resume. <laughs> the, the, my math was off. <laughs> my math was off. It's crazy. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I don't even know how she's awake at this point. Like uh, how drunk she was the night before. I don't know how she's awake. Do you think she maybe was still a little bit drunk? Yeah. 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 I think I, we've all been there. Right? We've all been there. <laughs> Which I, that's usually the only way I could function after drinking so much the night before. It's like if I'm still drunk the next morning, then I can keep going. Mm-hmm. It was amazing to see... Just again, the very real pain there. I was watching it and thinking they both want to make up with each other, but they are both very stuck in being right on this one. Yeah. It was intense. Yeah. It was very intense. And then Dorinda said, I almost got arrested for you. Do we Uh, know what that was about? We need to know. Like, what was that? I don't know if maybe I just missed it. I thought, I think she was referring to maybe when she saw Tom once and she was like yelling at Tom or maybe getting thrown out arrested seems like a reach but yeah i do remember that like she confronted tom Mm -hmm. in a public place and it was reported on but was that maybe that's what she meant i don't know i don't know but dorinda also like she throws out these more broad accuse broad terms or accusations or whatever like she kept saying her and luann have known each other for 12 years and i was like i don't think you have like i'm a historian of these shows Mm. and i remember when dorinda came on and i know she knew ramona before but even with that relationship i felt like it was played up that they knew each other better than they actually did. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I think Ramona and her had a connection before Dorinda joined the cast, but I don't think they were, like, besties. But I didn't remember ever there being, like, a Luann and Dorinda connection. It has a little bit come out of left field. Like, 12 years is not accurate, right? Well, I I do wonder, New York is so small. And I wonder, okay, did you know of or know each other maybe that far back? But 
I would be interested, and I hope it comes out at the reunion, even though Luann won't be there, to really get into exactly how much Dorinda was there for her during all of this rehab stuff. You know, because remember, Dorinda was really the only one also defending her with the Tom thing, like going to the wedding and being a bridesmaid and being supportive. So she's been there for her a lot over the past two years. Right. And that's one of the things that bothered me when Bethany started getting involved in this breakfast. Oh, I can't. Like It bugged me because I just thought... You know, no one, Dorinda didn't really get involved when Bethany was going after Luann all those times. So it's like, it's just sort of annoying. And I know Bethany was sticking up for a friend, but I don't know. Where do you stand on the Bethany and Carol stuff? I this am like- liking Carol less and less with each episode this season. And I hate to say that because I used to like Carol. And this episode, when Bethany got involved and then Carol started coming at Bethany for getting involved, there was a moment where Bethany was right. Carol had been speaking to Luann off to the side. I am siding with Bethany more and more. I'm, I'm really doing uh, a slow change. How do yeah. you feel? You know, I'm I'm Team Carol on everything, but I know most of the people that I hear from their Team Bethany, mm-hmm. and I think that some of my judgment is clouded because of I always say people send me information or like tell me things like either people that work on the show or work with these women or you know just general people that have met them in at different points, and I've. I've just never heard anything good about Bethany. Like I've always heard just kind of the worst stories about her. So I think my judgment is a little off with that. And again, I think Bethany makes the best reality TV. I just rewatched her spinoffs and I loved them. Mm. Oh, Um, Bethany ever after. But yeah. And I've only heard good things about Carol. So it's like, I don't, I think it clouds my judgment, but also in this, in the fight between Carol and Bethany, I also haven't, I don't feel like I've seen Carol say anything that bad about Bethany, but I've seen Bethany say some pretty nasty things about Carol. And then, oh, one more thing. Mm. One more thing. I'm sorry. No, uh, there's a million more. <laughs> I've had too much coffee, you guys. <laughs> With <laughs> this wait. episode? <laughs> Settle in. We're going to be over 10 hours. Sit down. Call us tomorrow. Pull over. Call, <laughs> we're missing. Pull over. Um, I, Bethany's social media, I've talked about this endlessly on the show too. Her Instagram stories depress me. They are out of control. And they're out of control. And so I always think like when she sits and says that Carol's obsessed with her social media or something. When you click through on a story and you get to Bethany and you see like 35 to 40 little notches at the top, I've got to swipe. And they're all like her onion rings that she ate or something. It's like, I will say that I've interviewed Bethany probably three or four times. I've been to her house in the Hamptons. (gasps) I've been to her New York apartment to interview her there after her health scare. And then I did a home tour of her Hamptons house with her. The vibe that I get from Bethany is... She I'm on the edge of my seat right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am on the edge of my seat. Everyone else is too. I, I, and I did a tour with uh, Luann at her oh, house in the Hamptons okay. and Ramona. Okay, tell us um, So, and I have to say one of my greatest regrets, I was supposed to do a tour of Sonia's Great Garden Mansion, <gasps> Great Gardens Mansion with her and of Dorinda's house, but I was unavailable for both and I don't know what I was thinking. I should have canceled my trip Cancel. with my mother for her birthday. Yeah. So, Bethany gives me the vibe of someone who does have a lot going on. That is what is nuts to me is I think what my issue with Carol is with each episode, I feel her reasoning for why things aren't working with her and Bethany has gotten less and less valid. She said this episode, well, I I can't always text you back, Bethany. And as Bethany said, what does she think? She has nothing going on. When I met Bethany at her houses, she was lovely to me. 
very polite. She's got a lot going on. There's a bunch of people there yeah. from our interview. She's got to go to another one right away. She doesn't maybe have time for the small talk at, at, to no end, but she was lovely and kind and welcoming and very professional. And she's got a million dollar business and a kid yeah. in a custody battle. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think some of it too, it's like, I think it's all that stuff that she has going on is coming into the show. And because the show doesn't want to break the fourth wall and say too much about what Bethany has going on outside, I feel like all of the things that Bethany is doing is being blamed on Carol. Mm. And I feel like that's just all around kind of messier because it's like, we're, we're putting all of this fight, all of Bethany's sort of breakdown in Cartagena and all this it's on Carol. And I think there's a lot more to her life that's going on. Well, and when Carol started saying Bethany's 12 years old and she can't take all the crying all the time, like she just doesn't have time for it. But wait, don't you, (sighs) don't you think though, when Carol said that you were just texting me so much, I didn't have time. I kind of thought Bethany probably did text a lot because look at her stories. (laughs) (laughs) She probably is one of those people that texts like crazy. And then she probably is, but I do think there was a precedent set. I think they, they got very close very fast. And then maybe Carol sort of wanted to back away a little bit because she had her own stuff going on. You know, the breakup with Adam. I also get the vibe from Carol that maybe she is someone who isn't very emotional and doesn't get super vulnerable, especially when you've been through a massive loss. I think you know what very real loss is. And so you don't get super emotional about smaller things, but maybe Carol really wanted Bethany to be there for her more with the Adam thing, but Bethany didn't know that, you know, closed off with that. The thing is, I think what's frustrating as a viewer is you're watching it thinking they can work this out. Uh, Yeah. You're exactly right. So I just want to scream at the TV and I want to put them in a room together and that they're both sitting here saying like, it's a death of a friendship. Right. One of the things that the, sort of the silver lining of all this is that it is such compelling TV. Mm. And I think like seeing a real relationship, even though it is frustrating, like you said, to watch it dissolve, it's like, it, it's a real, it's a real thing going on versus some of the reality shows like Beverly Hills. We don't really see this kind of stuff. 100%. That so is it, Be- Beverly Hills biggest problem. So it is super, super compelling. And I think, um, uh, you know, that's great, but it's also dividing the fandom, right? Like I've never seen the fandom of housewives, so divided before over this Carol versus Bethany. I feel like there is uh, two sides to this. And- Carol's statement also made me side with Bethany oh, I mean, more. Yeah. I thought that it was just brimming with shade and she really sort of threw the show back in its face. And I'm like, you were on this show for several seasons. Totally, yeah. And now you're saying that you've got to be something that more fits your temperament and quote, next period? Well, you know, Carol's blogs, which I've talked about it, they were so great. Like her, there was a couple blogs this season that were like amazing reads, but they were also like very nasty towards Bethany. And I thought, oh, this is like, it's not, I don't think it's helping you. Like I love to read it, but I don't know if it's helping. Cause like we, before we thought of Carol as this person that was like above all the drama. And then now we're getting into the nitty gritty of it. And she's like, you know, but I will say that I heard from some people that, it was a. Uh, it was Bethany going to production and saying, "Her or me? Like I'm not doing the show next season with her around." So I think I, there could be some truth. Maybe that's what Carol was so upset about, and that's why her statement was so low. I guess. Interesting. It was very painful to hear. And I can't remember if it was at breakfast, but when Bethany said that this is the biggest loss of a friendship she's ever had. Uh, Lauren, I had, yeah. Uh, well, don't tell me. Well, no, I was, I was going to say, I don't know why they didn't flash back to Jill. Scenes. I was thinking because I'm thinking right. all season long, I've been thinking part of why this is traumatizing to Bethany is because it's Jill all exactly. over again. And then for her to say that, to say that she seemingly was closer with Carol than with Jill, and that Carol was like a family member to her. 
that was nuts because Bethany's friends are her family. I mean, she doesn't really have her family, but she (laughs) definitely knew Jill longer than she's known. Yeah. There were a couple times this episode where I was like, they should have cut back to some of the Bethany Jill stuff. Like it would have fit in so perfectly. Yeah. I've, I've heard that she's, I've heard that they have an offer ready for full time for Jill. And you know what I won't really want, Lauren? This is like Mm. my dream of dreams. (laughs) I mentioned (laughs) this is my dream of dreams. So I want Jill to come back full time and I want the cast trip next season to be to Mykonos to Lindsay Lohan's new nightclub, right? What a crossover moment. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing to like just get all the girls and then Jill plan the trip and they'll go to Mykonos and then it'll be like a crossover Lindsay Lohan's new MTV show about her Mykonos yes. hotspot. Wow. Uh, Where she it. is seemingly supposed to play the quote Lisa unquote Vanderpump. Lisa Vanderpump role. Oh yeah, they're the same. They're <laughs> the same. They're the same. Okay. I'll watch every episode. Um, I... <laughs> can't think of a more perfect time for Jill to return. She will have enough time and distance between the immediate loss of Bobby, but we will still see what she's going through. I think she'll be very real about it. And Bethany needs a friend. And we saw them make up a little bit this season. God, what this season has given us. I mean, I just realized that we had a Bethany Jill reunion and now we have the Carol Bethany death. It is mind boggling. It's so, so good. And I think Jill could be great coming back. Um, I did hear that they, I heard that the production was concerned that Jill would be too unlikable for a full season. So they weren't sure if they should have her back for part-time or not. And that was like the internal debate that I heard. I don't know. This is all rumors. It could Again, I don't know what people send me as real or not. Let me throw this out for you. Did you also, during this episode, harken back to the Scary Island episode? Oh, my favorite episodic television of all time. Of literally all time. <laughs> literally, literally all time. Yeah. I got so happy when Bethany was on Watch What Happens Live and they asked her her favorite moment ever and she said Scary Island. I felt so satisfied yeah. and fulfilled because we all feel that way. God, we need another behind the scenes special so badly. I loved when they did the OC special right. and we saw, for example, that first ever footage of Vicki Gunvalson right after her surgeries and the night with the moon shining on her. I need that I actually have tweeted at Andy about this. Please give us that for Scary I Island. I need all the backstory. How Bethany had recently said that a producer reached out to her and told her for the first time that Bobby was the reason she got on the show. How had that person not right. reached out before? It is mind-boggling to me. There are so many... So much stuff we need so answers much. to. Everyone listening, Andy, if you're, you're um, Andy, not please. <laughs> I also was thinking about Scary Island because Sonia Morgan... What a journey she's had. Remember in Scary Island, yeah, Sonya uh, was the sane one. Right. She was the one, the normal one sort of diffusing the situation. And then yeah. she's been all the way to people saying she needs to go home and she needs to stop drinking and she's not invited to the Berkshires. <laughs> and then now here she is at this breakfast, again, being the sane one. <laughs> also saying, uh, Ramona said, well, Bethany and Carol were sort of arguing and then Dorinda and Lou, uh, Ramona said, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> 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 Write that down. I just loved it. Um, and oh, and then Ramona, speaking of Ramona, or speaking of Sonia, she she said, um, everyone's fighting. She said, we're not even one empanada into breakfast. Oh my God. I loved that. She goes, we're getting on the boat for an hour and a half. She was just like, reminder, we're going to spend this much time together today. And can I just say Sonia Morgan, I, I was loving all the looks at breakfast. I don't know if I know of a more effortless beauty. That oh, she's woman, stunning. She yeah. can put on a Ralph Lauren turtleneck from 1994. With the tag still on. With the tag still <laughs> on it. And she looks like the freaking cover yeah. of Vogue she magazine. She looks so good. Stunning. She really Iconic. stunning. She, and I don't know if it's because she's not drinking as much this season or something, but she looks fresher, right? Um, so everyone's kind of uh, fighting. And then Dorinda says she's going to walk away because that's what you do, which I thought was too nasty, she said to Lou. Mm. I, I thought that was just a little too nasty. Um and then Bethany said to Carol, you just don't like me. And uh, I don't know. It's just dark. Um, 
And Carol at one point said, can we cancel the boat trip? And I screamed at the TV. I said, no, no. Carol. <laughs> we cannot. We should not. We will not, Carol. I, like, I knew it's, I know it's coming, but I was still like worried. And what I love about this episode is there was so much build up to the boat trip because we've sort of hypothesizing about it for so long that it was, it felt like there was a lot of dramatic tension in the air for the entire episode. Like, it was wonderful. I did not expect this pre-boat trip brunch and all of its gems. I mean, we've been talking about it for how long. It was insane. So Dorinda walks away. Yeah. And then uh, Dorinda and Lou eventually meet in the hall. They hug it out. And Dorinda says, I felt like you were judging me. And Dorinda clearly, again, does not remember. <laughs> so clearly. That's why she kept saying, I felt like you were judging me and she had no specifics. But again, that moment, you know, when they're off to the side of that balcony hallway, whatever the hell it is in this house of horrors, yeah. Dorinda says, it's like they they felt like two high school girls who'd had, you know, a stupid fight over a boy. She's like, well, if she wants to talk, well, if she wants to talk and make up, does she want to talk? Right. And you just knew that they did want to. And they then they to hug up. each other so quickly. I, I was grasping at my, my own cold heart and feeling it melting because they just reached Aww. for each other so fast and yeah. wanted to be friends again. And then it took a turn again. Yeah. And <laughs> also before they hugged, Luann said, you went ape shit on me. And, <laughs> and I love Dorinda just said, is that what we're going to focus on? And it's like, yes, yes, yes that's what we're focusing 100%, on. Like, that is the issue. In that's fact, that's the problem. <laughs> and then about, Dorinda said, I'm sorry, are we really going to do this? What do you yes. want me to do? It's like, I hate when somebody apologizes and then it's like, I said, I'm sorry. Like, what more do you want? And it's like, well, no, you don't get to apologize and yell at me. <laughs> if your voice gets louder when you're saying, I'm sorry, you're not. Sorry. Ugh, <laughs> it's such a pet peeve of mine. It's like, you have to, if you want to properly apologize, you have to say, I'm sorry. And then you have to grovel, you have to grovel or like suck it in a little bit. You can't say, I'm sorry. What more do you want from me? Like, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. it's like, you can't yell at me. I did think, I mean, I completely agree hungover. with you. Well, yeah, as <laughs> we've deduced. I did think though that it was going to end there. I didn't expect, I know we'll get to it, but I did not expect Dorinda's breakdown on the island. I did think it was over at that point. No, and there's more to come too. Like I think next week and the week after, we're going to see a lot more of the Dorinda it's versus really Lou. Over. How about when Dorinda said, when they hugged again and she said, quote, let's go away for 21 days together. Oh my together. God, Lauren, I got chills. I got chills. I wrote that down too. It was like, and Lou says, yes, let's do it. Like, it's like, she said, I'll go with like you. they're going to go on to fucking Myrtle Beach <laughs> or, I mean, like, or like some, you know, a little family vacay. It's like, that was dark to yeah. me. There was some, it was a half joke with a lot of truth behind it. Um, so Bethany and Carol sort of make up and they uh, get ready to go on this, this, this little <laughs> trip to a, a private island. Um, on their way, though, Bethany says that she has a skinny colon. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I, just, I don't understand Bethany's health. She says skinny and torturous. She said, yeah, she can't poop. She, she I, You know, poop. I've been there. I think we've all been there on a trip. I mean, or maybe not. <laughs> but it's we've difficult. And I have to say that what I'll give Bethany is she inspired me to maybe... Maybe go. I don't know. I don't know anything about my colon. It's yeah. wonderful go that she knows out. so much about hers. <laughs> I read her diet book, um, oh. Skinny, or what was it called? I, skinny colon? Yeah. She's probably, that's going to be skinny next. Skinny girl colon. That's going to be next. I promise you. She's going to come out with like a skinny girl enema. Um, <laughs> but I know that I read her diet book and it was all about like bank your, your food points and stuff. But then again, this goes back to her social media. She's always showing us like this unhealthy food that she's eating, but she's so thin. And so it's like, I don't know. Is she, I don't know. Is she really eating it? Oh, I forgot. I wanted your opinion on something. Yeah. The moment when Carol then, I mean, they would not leave this table. Carol then comes back to the table while Bethany's talking about it. Right. Right. Yeah. (gasps) So good. What did you think? I I love a moment like that. Because it was like, we all saw that Carol was sitting right there. The music was phenomenal. That's the thing about this show. They can take us from deep, dark, rehab-filled drama, and then in the beat of a a hummingbird's wing, bring us back to a humorous moment with some great editing. I mean, this episode, we literally had 
high drama, like yeah. high stake drama, real drama. We had so much comedy. We had action set pieces. Like it was literally giving us everything. unbelievable. And then Sonia says that was the best communication you guys had all trip. And Carol and Bethany walk away together joking. That is also what is hurting me is that I keep thinking that they're going to rekindle and they're going to figure it out and then they don't. Right, right. So they get on this boat and they uh, cheers with some chant. I, I stood up, I laughed out loud and I screamed cheers. Like I was, because so, it was like, I know <laughs> what's coming. It. I know it's like, here. it's coming. So we're there. <laughs> yes. Don't you love seeing Ramona walk into Ugh. a yacht or into a fan. Like I, I, I think you've said this on your podcast before that we love seeing them enter a house and pick hotel rooms. I right. love just seeing Ramona enter something because she loves the fabulous. Mm-hmm. She's like, this is fabulous. Ramona is living her best life. She's right also now. totally on painkillers this entire trip from her foot. Like she's still, <laughs> That's so true. I, like she's still sort of like in that phase of like, she had two Vicodin and she's just pretty happy. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of moments throughout this entire trip where it's like no, normal Ramona would be pissed, but this Ramona is, she's just like letting everything go. And it comes out later with uh, the dried crab on the hammock. Yes. <laughs> like, she said that was funny, Luann. Right. I believe that it. In uh, two seasons ago, that wouldn't have been, Ramona would have been pissed. Shocked that she was okay with the way they picked rooms. That's got to be the Vicodin, allegedly. Okay. <laughs> That's got to be Again, something. Andy, we need to know. Um, So Sonia starts getting drunk. And I wondered like, what's the, what, what's happening with Sonia? Is she only allowed to drink on vacation now? Like, I think there must've been some sort of rule or at least encouragement from producers of like, you're drinking too much. You can only do it a little bit now. We are seeing it selectively. Did you hear Tinsley say to Luann when they grabbed the champagne, oh, just one sip, Lou? No. Oh, yes. Lauren, what? Yes, Tinsley said that. Yes, I rewound it. She said. She said that. You know, (gasps) fresh out of rehab. Just a little joke. Okay. Wow. Wild. Oh, do you think? I couldn't tell uh, if she took a sip. They cut away. Do you think she was drinking on camera at all? Or like when, like with uh, off camera, but while they were filming, I mean, mm, I mean, she's been very interesting about her wording on it. Right. I mean, she's said many times, I'm not sure that I'll do this forever. And you know, we know that she didn't. So. She, she also made a little Sofia Vergara reference again. <laughs> she loves this comparison. I don't see it at all. They don't look alike. She put on a blonde wig. She's always doing something culturally insensitive and then <laughs> commenting on it. Um, and Tinsley speaking of is really selling this entire trip. Like it's all going to hell. And Tinsley's like, well, I mean, it's just great. Like we're having the best time. This boat is fun. What was driving? Me nuts that she kept saying, Yes, see, you guys, this is it. This is the Cartagena I wanted you to see. And it's like, Well, then take them there from the beginning. Why are we in this house? She kept saying, Finally, you guys, you're seeing what I'm saying. Yes, like, this was all they, in your hands. Right. You planned the trip, Tinsley. And, I mean, as much as that we need them in that first Cartagena house, I love that they're on this private island. And it's like they should have probably stayed there from the jump, like in that private island. House, yes, right? but they just, you saw them all light up. They love this. Hand them a coconut. I was so excited. I felt I was on the trip. No, Luann even said, I wish I was with a guy. I know. (laughs) Luann loves dick. No shit. (laughs) Me too. It's like one of my favorite things about Luann and sort of the evolution of Luann. It's like she just really loves a man. She loves a dick. And she's out and open about it. She's like, I wish I was here with a man instead of these women. And it's been too long, I will say, as much as this trip gave us, it's been too long since we had like a random guy hook up from the New York women, which they give right. to us a lot, like Luann and the Pirate when that happened. Oh, that I'm was ready the best. for that again. Um, yes. And so uh, then they, uh, Luann pulls that prank on Ramona and it was just so, it made me belly laugh, Ramona screaming, but it was still very fun. Um, and then Sonia, of course, is getting drunker and drunker and <laughs> she flashes Bethany. So Sonia's like drunk at this point. She flashes her tits at 
<laughs> I don't think I've ever have I ever said the word tits. I'm like, it wow, sounded so foreign out of my mouth. Sounded so foreign out of my mouth. But anyway, so so <laughs> Sonia flashes her boobs, <laughs> her breasts, her breasts. Note to self. I don't need to see that. Um, and she said something, and I reminded three times, Lauren, and I'm not sure if you got it, but I didn't, I still don't know what it was, but she said something like, Bethany, you may be rich, but I got, did she say nips? I had no idea, and I'm 100% with you. We needed a closed caption. Like, I couldn't understand. Did, I think she said, Bethany, you may be rich, but I got nips. But I'm not sure that that was nips. She probably has great nips. I think Sonia's body is also amazing. <laughs> and she had the price tag. The price what tag. house I've learned, what housewife is going to go on camera on a vacation with a price tag on their bathing suits? Like, we don't deserve it. I have said this before. I would watch a live stream of Sonia Morgan in that yeah. house. Every time we go in there, it's items on the bed. It's nooks and crannies that I want to see inside of more. You know, we actually had a thing, like I said, I had to miss it, but we did a home tour of Sonia's house and there was, I was going through the footage because yeah. I had to. Can you send it to me? <laughs> For, when's your birthday? Research purposes, October 9th. It's coming. Yeah. There was a dry erase board in her shower <gasps> with a what? list on it. What? And I rewound what? the footage and I looked at it and I, what did I, saw, it say? I saw a couple of men's names <gasps> and I was what? thinking like, is this, I have to be honest, I questioned, I'm like, is a sex this some, board? Well, I thought, is this maybe like, you know how in AA people have to like make amends or <gasps> that's what I thought. Oh okay? my God. And we, um, we did not use the footage because it was just so confusing. But then Sonia came into our offices for an interview and you know, she's so playful and fun. She told me I look chic. My life ended right then and there. Sure. And I said, we've just got to ask her about this. You know, maybe it seemed weird, but maybe she's totally casual about it. So we asked her about it and she said, oh yeah, that's my to-do list. What? <laughs> what? Uh-huh. Oh my God, her mail. On a massive dry erase with uh, men's names on it. And then she uh, told us, of course I said, well, why is it in your shower? And she said, she sits in the bathtub <laughs> and she looks at the dry erase board in the shower and that that's her to-do list. Oh my God, Lauren. And it was just ne- names of men? It wasn't entirely names of men. I have to be honest, there were parts some that were hard to read. It was smeared, but I I did see a man's name on there somewhere. I mean, it was lovely and wonderful. And I just, I could not think more of the world of Sonia Morgan. I would pay and subscribe to just a nest camera in her home. That's why we need Sonia. Like we need Sonia on the show because she, uh, she lightens the mood all the time. And just the fact that she was going to sell her bathing suit on eBay. I mean, and again, Danny, it's a bathing suit. It's not even like you might buy an expensive dress, you wear it to one event and then you think I'll return it. It has touched her genitalia, gotten wet. She was swimming in it. Yeah. Drunk in it. The things that bathing suit must have seen. I mean, bathing suits come like women's bathing suits come with that little protective strip for when you're trying it on. She wore it. Do they really? I didn't know that. Yes. It's like, so when you're trying it on, okay, you you know, we're not going to spread any germs, but Sonia's just got herself all up in there. Wow. I was so glad to hear the return of the phrase. We had not heard it from her in a while that she's the straw that starts the day. <laughs> Her catchphrase. Yes. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And they're all having fun, but not Dorinda. Not Dorinda. <laughs> what are you doing here without your smile, Dorinda? Dorinda was just walking around that private island so sad. And then, you know, Bethany eventually confronted her about it. And she said, she even said, I want to have drinks. She said to Bethany, I want to have drinks on vacations like this, but I don't want people to get mad at me. What do I do? And it's like, just don't black out. <laughs> it's pretty easy. <laughs> so like, I don't... <laughs> what did you think of Bethany? going up to Dorinda when she knew she was sad and having that moment with her. Bethany just wants those moments, right? Like she just, she knows how to produce a show, Mm. right? Like Bethany is good, a good producer. 
Interesting. Well, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. Why, what did you think? No, you're enlightening me on that, and maybe I need to take off my rose-colored glasses. Don't you think that, I well, think Bethany I knows how to produce. Bethany is such a, a damaged person. I mm. mean, th- her parents were never really very stable, and she lost her dad and doesn't have a relationship with her mom. I think, you know how people say apathy is like meaner to someone than being mean to them almost. Like it's hard when someone doesn't care about you. And I think that Bethany just loves to have moments of emotional connection. And that is why she went to Dorinda and had that moment. And that's why the Carol thing hurts her so much also is because Carol is not giving her any emotion. You know what? You're opening my eyes. (laughs) You're opening. We're opening each other's eyes. (laughs) (laughs) Dorinda said, I want to be Luann's safe place for her. And I just, I I thought that was so interesting because (sighs) I think it is so important to have friends that you always have their back. And usually it's like best friends, you know, I, my bestie Jill, it's like, I would never do anything. You just always protect them. Right. And I think it's so important to have people like that in your life. I love Dorinda. She, yeah. the things that she said about how she doesn't ever not want to be anybody's safe place. I thought to myself, I have not said things that giving out loud before. Probably it yeah. really made me realize she is a really good friend and I always loved her, but I, I yeah. my heart was breaking for her. It, her only downfall, or, I mean, maybe not her only, but her big thing is when she's drinking, she goes, for, I mean, even when she's not drinking, she goes from zero to 60. It's like, she has no in between does. Yeah. She kind of goes low when she gets upset. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, what did you think of uh, Tinsley and Carol were talking about clothes at the table and then Bethany said, shoot me. That like, was mean. That was mean, right? So, I was glad that okay. they flashed back to her shopping trip right, because, right, right. I mean, hypocritical. Right. It was uh, it was good of them to flash back because we needed to – not only that, but Bethany was making fun of Carol taking selfies. And then we literally saw footage of Carol with no cell phone and Bethany taking selfies of herself at the table. Mm-hmm. No one's really – I will say this. No as one's much clean. As I've turned on – nobody's clean. No one's clean. Everybody's yeah. dirty and wearing a used swimsuit. You know? And again, I feel bad because I'm always talking sort of smack about Bethany. But I do love Bethany on TV and I don't ever want her gone. And I'm literally drinking her skinnier half-calf cake up right now. Hey, Daniel. Hey. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm brand loyal. How is that for your skinny colon? <laughs> <laughs> I have diarrhea like they all did in Cartagena. Oh, God. I mean, I'm Kidding. with you. The shopping thing felt mean. And then we also flashed back again to the flower arrangement from Scott, <laughs> which Bethany had a mean reaction to that, too, although she did own it. She said, yeah, yeah I'm yeah, jealous. I you love know? that. She, she does it. own yeah. it. Uh, to me, the biggest mistake you can make as a reality star is to not own it. You can make mistakes, but you better own up to them. Um, Lisa Renaud, you saying. know, some someone that did own up to something, it was Ramona. <gasps> she said, we're all fashionistas here. <laughs> we're all fashionistas. <laughs> I left it. <laughs> I almost just spit out my water, which is the skinniest of the skinny girl drinks. <laughs> <It's> the <water. laughs> and then uh, we also, speaking of Ramona, we had her giving business advice to Tinsley. And I just love, I love the side of Ramona that comes out where she's a businesswoman because it's like few and far between now we used to see that all the time back in the day and now it's like we don't really see business woman ramona that much and because we don't know what's happened to it what has happened to that i know what has well and remember she had that very early on she had that company where she was like getting clothes out clothing or something and for like tj maxx do you remember that oh my god i can't even recall she was like she was like flipping clothing yeah when i did luann's hampton's home tour um was she drinking she was not. And this was okay. a while ago. This was when, this was right before we found out how Tom had cheated. It was when we were building up and waiting to see what he'd wow. done. So she gave me a tour of her closet. Show me the cheapest thing in there and the most expensive thing. She showed me a cowboy hat that I think she said she'd gotten from, it was either TJ Maxx or Kohl's. 
And then I found wow. out that she has this video where like she was oh, sort of giving a yeah. tour of a teaching. <laughs> oh yeah. I've posted this video before. She was giving a tour. She used to work for some like sort of local access show and she yes. was in a TJ Maxx and you could see her. She's like, I'm Luann and I'm at TJ Maxx. Welcome. Let's go on in. Oh my, I loved her Hampton's house. She, she wait, so taste. she had a cowboy hat. I'm now all I can picture is Luann starring in a Coyote Ugly sequel. <laughs> yes, please. I <laughs> love her. these crossovers know, you're coming I, up I, with I today. Know. All I can picture right now is Luann on a bar like, serving <laughs> drinks, not drinking, oh. but serving drinks. I would love Wonderful. it. I'm still waiting for that Cody Ugly too. And how about how Ramona was just berating Tinsley? I mean, that is it, that was like a flashback to the real Ramona. She's just no now Tinsley. I'm talking right. about now, right now Tinsley, right now. But Tinsley, also, I just want to be a wifey. I know, yeah. and they're broken up now, right? I don't know. I hear differing reports. Like I feel like every week they're like they're back together. I will say they seem like a good fit. He seems like the yeah. kind of guy who's always wanted to be with a beautiful blonde, and she wants to be taken care of, and yeah. he sends her those funeral arrangement flowers. I agree. Um, wait, Lauren, we have to talk about something. So we went to the Luann show, the hashtag Countess and Friends, oh, yes. and Sonia and Lou were rehearsing <gasps> in Cartagena, and I laughed out loud so much. I love that Luann said to Sonia, you can do whatever lines you want, no pressure, and then she said, do you know how to beatbox? And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> you could do whatever lines you want. Like, what kind of, sh- like, I know we saw the show, but it was like, I want them to at least put like a little effort into Like, you shouldn't have a scripted show where you're like, do whatever you want. What we were <laughs> witnessing is someone putting on a variety show who has never done it before. When she started, then she started asking everyone. And I thought, Luann, come on. I mean, you're sober in this moment. Do you think any of them know how to beatbox? I would have like, loved what was so- that, though? Oh, what Do you know how that? to beatbox? Like, what the fuck? And why did they need to beatbox? And then they all just sort of started going boom, boom, boom. She's like, perfect. <laughs> like literally the most perfect. bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. We we see so much on this show that we just sort of, you know, blaze past it. There's too much to <laughs> like, really process. Too, but it's like, wait a minute. Like we're seeing these women rehearse for their their variety show or their, their their jazz show. And it's like, literally, Sonia, what do you want to do on the show? Just say whatever lines you want. Let's Should we beatbox? <laughs> what the fuck? What the fuck? When we were at that show, there were two people who I felt had come there just as regulars. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they looked so frustrated that they'd paid for that experience. I mean, we all loved it, but we were texting like before I got there, you were there and you're like, you have to go through a parking garage. Like I should find my text thread with you. <laughs> I was it's like, through a parking garage, <laughs> which seems perfect. <laughs> oh, but seeing them, seeing them rehearse for it was just so fantastic. And then, okay. So then they have to leave the Island. So we're getting to the boat trip footage and I need to understand the logistics of that, by the way. Why not just stay there and ride out the storm? 3.15. It was 3.15 p.m. You're right. Why didn't they just stay there? I would have been annoyed as well. They were having a great time. I know. Ramona kept saying, like, it's fine. We don't have to leave now. And I was just like, wait, I can't wait to see this. Ramona would have died on that island. <laughs> I know. Wait, not so on the they, boat, though. I wonder how that works. Did they have to leave? Could they have stayed? When Margarita, the house manager, came in and told them that, I got angry with her, but also excited because I knew I was to come. Right. Oh, my God. There was so much tension. I was loving it. The hairs were sticking up. (laughs) (laughs) So it's 3.15. They get on this boat. And then, Lauren, it all happened. Like Sheena Marie says, it's all happening. (laughs) The boat starts going back and forth. We see Sonia peed on her swimsuit that she's, or she's probably sold to someone. (laughs) Somebody got the swimsuit that she broke the seal in. (laughs) Literally peed on that swimsuit with a tag on. I wonder if she sold it. That's the real question from this episode. (laughs) Did she sell it or not? We're going to have to tweet at her. I think she'd tell us. I know. I think she'd tell us. Uh, And so she's peeing all over the place. (laughs) Carol's throwing up. 
I mean, what a nightmare. And Bethany's holding her hair, which again- That made me sad. Lauren, that made me so sad. Because I wanted them to, I'm like, yes, okay, can the boat trip, can a near-death experience reunite you? They are screaming. Sonia is peeing. Ramona is crying. They're clutching Ramona's sort of crying, laughing. She was laughing a little bit too. Well, the thing is, I mean, I sort of was watching this and as we said, we've hypothesized, we've wondered. I didn't realize until I witnessed it they're all still so drunk at this point. Right, 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 right. <laughs> they are irrational. Sonia especially. When Sonia was yelling at Tinsley, no, this is not normal. This isn't normal. Tinsley's like, it is normal. This is how it is. <laughs> I know. Tinsley. Why has Tinsley been there 10 times? She never explained it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, she, she was like, oh, I went to some weddings here. It's like, why do you know so many people that got married there? Right. I mean, based on what we know about her mother, Dale, I don't think that Dale would want to frequent. Yeah, it was just seeing the sight of Carol and Bethany that really got to me because it was like, this is literally the darkest moments that they don't even know that's being filmed mm-hmm. and she's helping Carol. And it just made me sad Somewhere. that their friendship. Did the, you hear Tinsley yell at Sonia? Because Sonia said, this is normal for her, but I have a daughter and Tinsley sa- yelled, it's not about having a child. I have a dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tinsley. Oh, Tinsley. The Tinsley. I know. I know. That's tin. That's tins. That's the little tins. <laughs> that's so tins. You got that dog in your hotel. Uh, and your did you? Flowers. We talked about this before we were recording. There wasn't a lot of footage from this, right? I have to say that I was frustrated. I was a little disappointed, but then... I don't know if you caught this, but there was a little cell phone footage from Bethany. And I'm certain that while this was happening, like the cameras went down, I'm certain, 100% certain that Bethany pulled out her phone and started filming for the show. Because she's a producer, just as when she filmed herself on an iPhone crying and walking through her empty apartment. That's what I was just going to say when that empty apartment footage, which that was maybe some of the darkest footage we've ever seen. Dark. (laughs) Like the darkest. So I know, and we saw a little bit on the boat trip, there was footage from a cell phone and it was like of Bethany. So I'm sure it was hers. I rewound it a few times because I was like, where's this footage coming from? I have to say, I think that they said they had to put the cameras down because it wasn't safe. But I think that perhaps it's a liability issue that they can't show us the footage. I'm purely theorizing here. But first of all, you know Bethany pulled out her phone. Second of all, I think the producers would have. I think they would have said maybe even if it's not safe to be standing holding a camera, I'm going to pull out my phone, flip it it horizontally, and get something here. I mean, they've been doing this show for a long time. There has to be more footage that we haven't seen. There has to be. I think there has to be cell phone footage. Not from Lou, because Lou didn't have her cell phone. (laughs) (laughs) Why did they show us that? I know. I was thinking about I thought that was going to come back somehow. Right. I was thinking that same thing. I'm like, this has to be a important plot point. Were they just trying to emphasize how quickly they need to so. escape that tiny, tiny island? Also, the definition of island in Colombia very different than anywhere <laughs> very else. Loose. It's one piece of land big enough for one, one bedroom house, I think. Yeah. Yeah, but so there has to be more footage from this trip that we're not seeing. Where is it? And you <sighs> mentioned liability and that was one of the things that I heard before this season even started airing was that the girls were upset with the safety on the boat. Like, there were not enough life jackets, which they did mention there was only one life jacket. And I had heard that they they didn't want to film afterwards, but they didn't end up filming. Well, it was after interesting the that they cut and said seventeen hours later, so that would explain maybe there was a gap where they said, "No, I'm." I'm but then I'm they flash my... back again to the I dinner. They right said it when the they got dancing. back, so that's why I was confused because I really did hear that the girls were very upset with the boat trip with Bravo, and I had heard that they had refused to continue filming when they got back. Well, I have to say, I don't know why they'd be. I mean, I I completely believe you. I just don't know why. Maybe they were just being irrational. Because why be upset with Bravo? I mean, this was definitely in the hands of this boat. They were very happy to be on the yacht at first. It was a pretty big boat. It was nuts how much it was rocking around. But they also said it was like not enough life jackets. That's terrible. The anchor was like an old style anchor. It was like the rope one. Danny, can we speak about Luann saying that 
the captain showed up with two swords. Oh my God, like a pirate, she said. You know oh she got like horny when she said that. Yes, 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 yes. yes. <laughs> so we know how Louis yes. feels about a pirate. Exile La France. Which I had predicted this weeks ago because I did hear it. This was one of the things that was true that I heard was that it was something about the anchor being rope. There were a lot of factors that I was glad to have had the light shed because mm-hmm. The anchor thing, I didn't fully understand. The life jackets thing was nuts. I get that. If you're really scared, you at least want to put on a life jacket right. and think, okay, I'm going to be okay. And then the smoke happened. And it, oh, it was the smoke alarms. They were oh, my to God. Pull the anchor in. And then Luann explaining what a montage, what editing when they cut to each of them uh, to tell the story. Oh, my God. That was fantastic. And also, right before uh, that, when they, the black screen with the, uh, the text that said, due to rough waters, production stopped filming. I mean, that was one of the most riveting moments of TV of all time. <laughs> Anytime like, oh. there is. A cut to black. Uh, oh my god! As I have so rewatched dramatic. Scary Island many times, I will be rewatching this episode. Yeah, I mean, and then it goes seventeen hours later. It was so dramatic, and they broke the fourth wall for just a sec. They when they were telling the story about what was going on, you know, they talked about the swords. The anchor was uh, Luann even said they had to stop filming because it was unsafe, and it was like they never break. They rarely break the fourth wall, and to hear her say they had to stop filming us, mm-hmm. that was like, oh my god, I was goosebumps. You were shaking. Goosebumps. When she said, and also it helped me to understand when she said that the boat like wasn't moving because they were trying to pull the anchor up or rev it or something it i mean almost capsized yes yeah. and tinsley the whole time was like they cut to her and she's like i thought it was fine <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm a pro here in cartagena this is how it goes tinsley was like, dying what? on that hill she was like, <laughs> she's like i'm not gonna be wrong about this trip i did everything right including how we picked the rooms and carol said that she was in war zones and <gasps> said this was worse but i've heard also i've heard that Carol's stories about being in war zones are exaggerated. Again, I don't know that that's true, but I've heard that. Well, to hear her say that did shake me. Like, yeah, yeah. Literally saying, who do you think was the most afraid for her life? Um, Sonia, because she was drunkest, right? (laughs) (laughs) She was most drunk. I thought that we would see more dramatic footage of Ramona. Right. Um, Ramona's on those painkillers, so she was fine. She was, everyone was in a different <laughs> well, Like a different I said, Ramona space. was sort of laughing. Like they, they tried to make it seem like Ramona was really freaking out, but you could see, if you rewind it back, she was laughing a little bit. And so I think she was definitely on Vicodin. When we saw Luann go down and Bethany was like, don't, stop walking around. Every time Luann falls, it's a lot to me because she's a tall person. To, <laughs> she like, topple over. She it's like over. a tree. I mean, <laughs> Fucking Humpty Dumpty. It's alarming. I, I get know. concerned. I w- I'm with them on this. You've had a couple drinks. You're on this big boat. You've already been rushed off the island. You can't even find your cell phone. <laughs> and then there are no life jackets. And they all have diarrhea. And they all are. <laughs> <laughs> They're shitting everything. Which that I was. It was like the most it ended like this. I know that we go from like this high, heavy drama action, and everything, and then it's like revealed that they all have diarrhea except for Bethany and Tinsley. <laughs> I mean, you know, Bethany needed to win. I know. She did. <laughs> she did something. She did. She the best did not be the one with diarrhea. The best moment when, when they're all sitting at that sort of like breakfast table in that in that shitty hotel. Oh my <laughs> god, hotel. that house! Like the, all of a sudden, it cuts to Luann going to that outdoor bathroom. <laughs> it's just I laughed so hard. <laughs> and Tinsley still, again, dying on that hill. She she was like, "I'm hungover, but I'm fine." <laughs> I'm fine. And that again embodies what you were talking about earlier that these women can drink and they be can do fine. it all. I know. Bethany said she said we laughed, we cried, we shit. <laughs> it, it, I just that's when Bethany's funniest, and when she gives like a good, she gives a good little sound bite, puts it in a little bit of perspective. Yeah. It is when you think about it. We have gone from this 
expensive yacht, private island trip to these women just talking about the fact that they can't control their bowel movements. They give us but, everything. Wait, there's one one thing we have to get to before we wrap this up. So there were skid marks on the floor. Like, what? what did that happen? What is that? Note to self. I don't need to see that. that. I don't know. Like, what? I didn't understand that. I was like, how did... Like skid marks get on the floor. Do you think that that's what it really was? Well, I don't know, but then, you know, they they mentioned they all had diarrhea. And then as they're in the car, like, so they're still mic'd, but they're not on camera. And we hear Luann. Luann says, I left them with the ultimate gift. Okay. (laughs) This is probably, this is darker than that boat trip. This is honestly darker than their near death experience. This is poop brown. Literally, Lou shit the bed. Like, and then the last shot of the episode is the cleaning women cleaning the bed. Lou shit the bed and left it? Like, what? I, what? Again, needed to rewatch it to understand is this real? That woman was scrubbing the mattress. Like, how do we just. How do we just go past this so quickly? It's like they lose a woman, a housewife, literally shit the bed, and literally. she admitted it on camera, and that's just like an end to throwaway. It's like the uh, you know that I mean, come on. right that that's the funny little as we call it on Entertainment Tonight the goodbyes. That's the good- just the funny <laughs> it's like little shit the bed. <laughs> See you next week. Okay, <laughs> coming up next on the Real Housewives. Like next time, it was mind boggling. She wasn't just stripping the sheets, Danny. The she last was she was scrubbing, scrubbing that mattress, mattress, that last shot, and the fact that they left producers behind to get footage of this woman cleaning the bed. I mean, come on. Oh my God. Oh my God. I, and they, they gave us, they wrapped it up with such a bow. We saw Ramona again saying that she needed help with her bags. And then <laughs> Luann admitting it was her Luann's jinx moment. Like she shit the bed. Like her, <laughs> the mic was still on. She coughed. Her she jinx. did it. She killed them all. She's, I left him with the ultimate <laughs> gift. <laughs> <laughs> wow, they're Luann's jinx moment. What um, an and then episode. A, and then, what an episode. And then next week it said, you know, more Dorinda versus Luann. And then they all have solid shits for the first time. <laughs> that was what's to come. How can there wow. be another marathon party, Danny? We're going to see Carol celebrating. celebrating oh, marathon another marathon again. party. I know. Oh, my. I am. I'm surprised that the Luann or, and um, Dorinda thing hasn't died yet. It's no, there's sense. something with the dress. I've, I've said this before. There's something with the, the dress? dress. No, you know when they went dress shopping for the Countess and Friends. There's oh. something with that Giovanni's or Gianni's oh, or something. Mm-hmm. There's something that happens there. I don't know what exactly, but we'll see. Okay. Anyway, I it was hope such it's a that Luann pooped in one of the dresses, <laughs> and then now there's a dry cleaning. Issue. I left John him the, the ultimate <laughs> gift. John, the dry cleaner <laughs> will return. I I <laughs> they need to send that mattress to John. Oh my god, it was so good, and uh, you know it's fantastic. We don't have time to talk, get into too much of Orange County, but I do want to just wrap this up by saying that this week on Orange County was great. The girls are back in Andales. They all got wasted. Thank. God. Andales is the place to save this, right? Like, I, they're saving the franchise by sending them to Andales. They are really satisfying me so far this season. They're checking so many boxes. I think, like New York, Orange County has older women who have been through real things, who talk about those real things, and who know how to party. That's what we need out of the housewives. And it's felt very satisfying to see Vicky and Tamara and Shannon move on, just as satisfying as it was for Shannon to get that ring off her finger in the premiere. Oh, yeah, it was so good. It was so good. They're rebuilding. I'm not not entirely sold out Orange County this season, but I'm like, in the last episode of Annalise, I was like, I love this. I'm here for it. So I'm. I'm, yeah, I mean, yeah, we're still early on in the season, but I'm I'm not giving up on it yet. I'm, what I'm is still giving you the most hope? Um, I mean, seeing them drunk together was fantastic. <laughs> I love the, the Vicky versus Kelly dynamic. I think is new and fresh. We haven't seen Vicky versus Kelly and really. Surprising. Yeah, and mm-hmm. in following their stories now in the press, it's like Vicky's still double dating with Kelly's ex husband. I love single Kelly. 
I do too. I do too. So I like all of that. I like seeing these women newly divorced for the first time because I just think it's, I mean, aside from housewives, we don't see women over 50 dealing with divorce on TV very much. So it's like nice to see, like I, it's refreshing. So I'm really, I'm liking it. And of course the ropes course I loved, I thought it was like the best. Uh, uh, comedy um, gold. Comedy and gold. People have been down on orange County. There was so much talk that Vicky would maybe even leave after last season, which I'm sorry, but I just didn't ever believe was going to happen. Bravo won't that let happen. The OG of yeah. the OC. I'd rather Tamara leave. Ooh, interesting. I would. I don't, I'm not a huge Tamara fan. I'm not. Mm. You just, I don't know. She just bugs me a little bit. I've never been a, a lot of it seems too forced for me. Mm. I don't know. And then even with the Eddie stuff, it's like, I know Eddie's going through some health issues, but it, it's too much screen time for Eddie. And again, I want him to be safe. <laughs> sure. I want him to live. I just don't want to see it. It's, um, I'm not and super Tamara, in that. This past episode, Tamara was like naked a lot. And I feel like she's always like just being naked. She loves I don't know. It's a lot. Right she loves, she loves her. And she has the best say, spot ever. Oh, the best spot. I think yeah. that OC has so much more to work with. Totally. Than Beverly, Beverly Hills. Hills. Yeah. There's, there's not, I mean, this there. past week when Shannon was saying goodbye to her girls, um, she said, adios putas. <laughs> I was like, that was enough for like a full episode. Like that would have been enough for me for just that episode. But then we got them so blackout drunk. We got Tamara breaking her foot. It was fantastic. So I'm, I'm, I'm liking Orange County. It's much better than Beverly Hills. Much, much better. Content, and it's way better than content. Orange County was last season. And the new girls, I'm not sold on them yet, but I, they're sort of folding them in slowly. So, you know, Ah, I love that sound, don't you? And that's the sound you're going to hear when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Uh, We use it here at Everything Iconic. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling all your business complexity, no matter how big you grow. I think it's fantastic. You're probably thinking, sure, but migrating is going to be a headache, but Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate all of your products, your orders, your customers, and more uh, from every major e-commerce platform all the way to Shopify. And I always hate when I'm shopping online and I have to re-enter all of my information. Well, Shopify store remembers your shipping address, your payment information. So if you're on the couch and your wallet's on the kitchen counter, you don't have to get up, which is nice. So sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash everything iconic, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash everything iconic shopify s h o p i f y dot com slash everything iconic look the weather's getting warmer you got to ditch the jackets the sweaters and you got to put on some shorts and tees and if you're anything like me you hate getting all the new stuff but luckily i've found quince and quince makes it so easy uh, to get clothes i used to waste my money on clothes that would only last one season that was until i found out about quince now i've got high quality pieces that never go out of style that i'll be wearing year after year quince has all of the seasonal must-haves like 100% european linen shirts from $30 performance polos those are my personal favorite. I always love getting new polos for the summertime, and they have a fantastic selection. I'm very particular about the collar, and I love the collar on the performance polos that I got. They also have versatile flow-knit activewear, and the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to all of us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes, which I love. 
feel good about shopping with them. Now, again, I got those polos, but I also got some shorts, some t-shirts, just some basics that I can wear year-round. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash iconic for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash iconic to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash iconic. All right, I'm sure a lot of you out there can relate because every time there's a commercial break and I'm watching one of my shows, I'm always hopping on the Redfin app or website because I just want to check out real estate listings. Like, I love checking out real estate listings, even for the houses that I cannot afford. It's my favorite app to use Redfin. Uh, I just got a home, of course, but it was a pretty stressful process. And if I would have known how easy Redfin was, I think it would have helped out a lot. Redfin updates their listings every two minutes and sends you personalized recommendations. So finding the home that's perfect for you has never been easier. See something you like? Well, book a tour straight from the app. And when you're ready to buy, an experienced local Redfin agent can guide you through the whole process, making it so easy. And if you're looking to sell, Redfin agents know how to get you the best price possible for your home. That's because they sell twice as many homes as other agents with a listing fee as low as 1%. Redfin's fees are half of what others often charge, which means you'll have more money to put towards your next home. Now, that's a great thing. I love using Redfin. I love checking out. If you're buying or selling a home and you, you need some help with that, check out Redfin. Download the Redfin app to get started. We'll see. Um, Lauren, uh, please tell me. Gosh, we talked forever about that. I'm so I have like sorry. all these questions for you. I'm like, oh my God, we talked forever. Oh. Um, let me see. You don't Who's have to been, ask me. No, that. I have a couple that I want to get to. We'll go. Let's make it. We'll make them like lightning round. I love it. But you don't have to go too fast, but okay. just as fast as you want to. Who's been your favorite interview that you've ever done? Because you do interviews with all sorts of stars for entertainment. Oh, tonight. Richard Gere. Really? Richard Gere. <gasps> He's he, such a star. Oh my God. The man is so charming and a pretty woman is, I know as cheesy as it is, it's like my favorite movie. Uh-huh. And he just was everything I wanted to be playful, smart, witty, um, and still a stud. He's like really, he's older, but he's still a stud. You know what he told me? He hasn't eaten meat since he was 27 <gasps> years old. Wow. Mm-hmm. I'm throwing away my lunch meat as soon Bye. as you leave here. <laughs> yes. So Richard Gere was just a dream. Um, you're a huge bachelor. Um, uh, what's the Human? word? I'm <laughs> I was going to say expert, but yes. Oh, thank you. Um, what... Uh, I don't watch The Bachelor regularly, but everyone writes in, they're like, are, are, do you watch The Bachelor or whatever? I've watched bits and pieces and I've watched seasons here or there. Um, what do you say to people who don't watch The Bachelor? Like, what would you say to them to get them involved in The Bachelor and to start watching? Or would you not recommend watching it? Oh, no. I mean, I would, of course. I think my first thing is always escapism. And I think just like Housewives, Bachelor will give you things like um, an amazing trip somewhere, a glamorous moment and date. You get different casts of characters, some funny, some borderline psychotic. So it gives you many of the elements of Housewives standing. So I yeah. do think that you'd love it for that reason. Um, I do always... When the times that I've have gotten into it, I like it a lot. I love it, but it's just the commitment because I watch so many of these Bravo shows. Oh, I yes. feel like I don't have the time to catch up, and then I'll get like a week behind. And I'm overwhelmed because it's like three up. Epi- I'll have like three two hour episodes. I'm like, I just can't do it. A hundred percent. I sacrifice working out. I sacrifice sleep. These shows are killing me, yeah. but I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's going on on the Bachelor right now? Is there any like Bachelor good- finale is next week? Yeah, and it has come down to two guys who are very, very emotionally invested in this woman. Who do you want to win? I, who do I want to win? Or end up in love. (laughs) Um, I think I really like Blake. It's down to Blake and Garrett. I really like Blake. I think he's a really good guy and that he's been through a lot of things, just like the bachelorette Becca has. They've both been through like very real loss and trauma, which has 
made them wiser than their years. So I really like him, but I would also like him as a possible bachelor candidate because he's Mm. very emotive. And in the lead, you need somebody who is able to express their emotions and give opinions on things. So I'm torn. Also, the other contestant, Garrett, has been kind of clouded by this Instagram scandal where someone, I don't, the time it must have taken, but someone found that he'd been liking a lot of very controversial memes on Instagram, like literally double tapping. So we need to hear from Garrett on that. It's clouded him. Like what kind of controversial, like political stuff or what? some things that people take as maybe derogatory to women, um, highly conservative, not that that's necessarily wrong, but But just some ones that are a little aggressive. Mm -hmm. I might, I won't start watching, but (laughs) (laughs) I know, but here's the thing. And I've said this, it is a lot to keep up with in the past couple of years because we get a new housewife, maybe once every few seasons with bachelor, you get a new crop of 30 people every couple of months. And Instagram has made them all maintain this longevity of fame. The 15 minutes hath stretched. So it's quite a lot to keep up with quite, quite, quite a lot. Um, switching gears, who would you, if you were working with People Magazine, who would you say is the sexiest of li- alive? Who would be your choice? Who would be my if choice? You got the to choose? sexiest man alive. Ooh, what a great question. I'm here You're for right. Jason Momoa. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, you Aquaman. know why? Yeah. Aquaman. Have you interviewed him before? I never have. He, I... I watched Game of Thrones when it first came on and then I stopped watching it when his character, spoiler alert, died because I loved his character so much and then I learned that, oh, everybody dies and so then I watched like all, literally earlier this year, I watched the entire series in two weeks. I didn't sleep and I was like talking to dragons at work which was very dangerous. (laughs) Um, But he is such a family guy as well. I mean, let's, the man, he, the way he speaks about Lisa Bonet and how he fell in love with her, like at first sight and he'd always crushed on her and the way he's so close with her and Lenny Kravitz's daughter, Zoe Kravitz, they have their own kids together. He always talks about his Ohana, his family. Swoonworthy. 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 Um, last question. What's your favorite Mariah Carey song? I ask everyone that. Oh my God. Mm, I mean, I can bop with dream lover. Oh, so good. Such a classic. So boppy. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry for being typical. No, no, that's a great answer. Um, where can people find you on social media? Oh, thank you. I'm at Lauren Zima. I reserve those handles early to keep it easy. Right. So please, yes, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And please message me anytime because just as we've done today, I just love to talk about Bravo and The Bachelor all day long. Yes, and I could talk to you forever. We went so long today, but I love it. <laughs> I, I love you so much. I'm so glad you were here and this was so fun. Thank you. Um, anything else we want to plug? Anything? No, I just love that it's so far in our friendship, everything we've done is iconic because we have <laughs> been to Countess Luann's show and then we've done your podcast. So we've only <laughs> done iconic things Uh, so this is set the bar what a delight lauren (laughs) thank you so much for coming by bye guys uh follow me on social media at danny pellegrino on twitter and instagram and on facebook it's facebook.com slash pellegrino danny please support the podcast by joining the patreon it's patreon.com slash everything iconic and for four dollars or more you get access to all the bonus episodes we're recapping season two of roni right now um and again you just help support us uh thank you to samson technologies for sponsoring the podcast thank you to whitney for producing um i love you guys so much bye I love decorating the house and getting furniture, but sometimes it could be overwhelming to design a space. And so luckily I'm here to tell you about a company called Cozy. Now Cozy is fantastic, a North American company that 
thoughtfully designs furniture made for modern living. Now, Cozy strives to provide the best furniture shopping experience with elegant, super high quality products, plus fast delivery and easy assembly, which is really important to me because I do not like putting together furniture. So the easier, the better for me. Now, Cozy offers a beautiful, customizable sofas and sectionals that are made to adapt in time. This means customers can add seats to the sofas over time. Maybe if you're extending your family, you might want more space on the couch. Cozy also offers a great range of coffee tables, washable rugs, wall shelving, credenzas, TV stands, and accessories. So much. It's thoughtfully designed furniture made for modern living. There's an outdoor sofa and tables collection that is fantastic. It's called the Mistral. So you can choose the perfect sofa configuration for your outdoor setup. Uh, Cozy also opened its first retail space on Queen Street in Toronto to push the experience to the next level and allow customers to engage physically with the products. So transform your living space today with Cozy. Visit Cozy.com, spelled C-O-Z-E-Y, to start customizing your furniture today. Again, that's Cozy, C-O-Z-E-Y.com. 